time for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun this morning. He is up early on New Year's Day. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. Happy New Year's. And man, did I love that song. (laughs) (laughs) Brings back memories, does it? (laughs) As the clock ticked toward the last few hours of of 2020. <laughs> I w- that's my hand-washing song, right? The Ramones, <laughs> I want to be sedated. And I'm, I'm changing the lyric to 20, 20, 24 hours to go. <laughs> that's riddance. so funny. No kidding, good riddance. I get that impression for a lot of people. Like, if you'd been allowed to have a party, it might have been probably the biggest New Year's celebration you'd ever seen. Instead, everybody was just wishing for this year to finally be over. Yeah, and that'll be coming. Uh, you know, we're, we're doing New Year's resolutions as always, and uh, I know how long we keep them, but even so, uh, some, a couple of simple ones for me, and, and the first one is just to remember every day to be grateful that I made it through 2020 with my health yep. intact, my family intact, and my job intact, because I know there's an awful lot of people out there. There is a lot more hardship this year than I had to put up with, so, you know, um, my first New Year's resolution is to be grateful. I think that's a good one. I think we should all remember that. Like, it could always be worse. Yeah, and another one, you know, I, way back in the, the spring, I wrote a piece for the paper about, you know, how we'll look back on uh, the year and the pandemic when it's over. And I, and I, I think one of the good things about it was it kind of focused you... I hope, uh, on some of the simple stuff that is actually some of the best stuff. Um, I know for my wife, Dale, and I, one of our resolutions for the the year is to see our daughter in person again. Uh, yeah. You know, um, we've seen her once since March Aww. in person. So see her and give her a big hug. And, um, and then you look at some of the other stuff. <laughs> The listener is going to think this is really sad, but um, I'm kind of looking forward to getting back to the legislature. Really? <laughs> and just standing in the hallway, you know, um, uh, schmoozing with my colleagues and the politicians. And I know people are going to say, oh, that's so sad. It's only friends or no. other journalists and politicians, and they don't even actually like him, right? But... <laughs> The routine, is the, the stuff that was routine, and, and you know, as I say, if you're in the lucky group that still have a job, still have your health, still have your family, then what it mainly did was disrupted the sort of parts of your routine that you took for granted. Like, yeah. uh, like grocery clerks, you took them for granted. You didn't realize how dangerous their job could be, right? Um, I think we all knew how important the healthcare system was if we'd ever come in contact with it. So, you know, it was nice that, and, and, and great that for a while we were standing on the doorstep banging pots and thanking them and stuff. But it's the jobs that everybody kind of took for granted and maybe even looked down on a bit. Um, that turned out to be absolutely central to um, I think that's making true. things work, like delivery. Like, where would we be without delivery? It's, oh. uh, where would be we be with the damn internet? Annoying though it can be. <laughs> <laughs> that is also so true. I thought, where would we be? Every, that's the only way the house functions right yeah, now, whether no. it's watching TV, doing your work, whatever the case may be. Yeah, no, that's true. So, you know, um, yeah, I, uh, we've still got a pretty 
tough year ahead, I think. Um, I, uh, you know, I'm on the sort of pessimist side of uh, the ledger on the pandemic. Uh, I don't think we handled it very well in the second wave. And there's enough doubt about the vaccines, the distribution, the second strain that's arrived here, um, <clears throat> the businesses and the jobs that are still just clinging to the edge of the cliff uh, and hoping to somehow or other get through to summer. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I wish us all well. I hope uh, the optimists are right, but uh, I'm kind of on the, on the skeptic side. I think we've still got a pretty tough road ahead. I think we do too, right? And there's a lot of work. So even this week, I noticed as well, like the, the government came under a lot of criticism this week, and that's not something we would have seen in a couple months ago. Yeah, I mean, I think that's actually refreshing. Mm-hmm. And and I think, you know, um, I mean, yes, our job is to try to keep people informed and try to explain why things are the way they are. But I think we also uh, need to remember that skepticism and criticism is one of the things we do collectively. I was, I was, uh, I guess, uh, satisfied, gratified, uh, impressed that in the last 24 hours there's been some very critical coverage of the last minute um, edict from Dr. Bonnie Henry on drinking times and alcohol times for New Year's Eve. Um, you know, the restaurateurs, the, the businesses say they, they got no notice at all. They got 24 hours to tell their customers and clients to change their New Year's Eve plans and everything. I understand the reason for it. Mm-hmm. And it didn't inconvenience me at all because there's no way I was going to go out for dinner on New Year's Eve. But, um, you know, I, I think um, I, uh, jo- Dr. Bonnie Henry has a tough job. And no one's ever had to do 160 press conferences uh, with the news media in a year. So that's context. But her answer yesterday, when she was asked about the 24 hours uh, lack of notice, she says, we have obviously been signaling about this for some time. So I don't think this came out of the blue in that sense. Look, maybe it didn't come out of the blue for her, but it came out of the blue for a lot of businesses, a lot of people who, as I say, were already clinging to the edge of the fiscal cliff. Uh, Really, seriously, um, one of her, uh, I respectfully suggest that one of her resolutions for the new year is to uh, get better at handling criticism. Yeah, I think that's a good one because when I heard that yesterday as well, I thought, I don't think that's entirely fair because I would argue, and I, I watch every press conference and talk about them every day, that this New Year's Eve was a, a new discussion that popped up yeah. this week. All we heard before was Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. Yeah, and uh, yeah, okay, so there's context. And look, uh, things change. Uh, you know, I think on masks, uh, there's no question that the uh, guidelines and directions change. Yes, that's understandable. On, uh, on vaccines, uh, you just referred to this, and I, and I would say, yeah, that my inbox is now... Uh, full of the kind of questions we get because of the business we're in. When do I get my vaccine, right? And and that's a good question. It's a legitimate question. And the answer I've been given is it's still being directed. On that one, they've identified the priority groups. First of all, it makes sense. There's about 400,000 people in them. They should be vaccinated by the end of March. Everybody else, including other priority groups, um, They'll start rolling out the rules next week, 
and they'll start rolling out the schedule. But it's very dependent still on the arrival of vaccines. Uh, they don't know how many much vaccine they'll be getting beyond the first few weeks of January. So uh, the goal is to get everybody vaccinated by fall. The hope is there'll be enough vaccine to do that and they'll work. But those are pretty big ifs. We still don't know how those will play out and as we talked about it earlier in the week, Simi, we, we don't know how much of this second strain there is in BC. There's probably more than we know, but there, exactly. it's, a, it's difficult to identify it. It isn't just something that automatically pops out of testing. And the other thing we don't really know at the moment, Simi, is how the curve is doing. Because, you know, she, Dr. Henry herself said, um, testing is down by as much as 50% in some places. So if we're only testing half as many people as we were earlier in the month, we don't know really what the case count is anymore. Yeah, this is something I brought up with Adrian Dix yesterday too. And I mean, they just don't seem that concerned about it. It feels that that'll get ramped back up and it's still representative of what's going on out there. But I thought, doesn't that mean that there's people out there who have this thing that are continuing to spread it? Yeah, I think so. You know, and look, uh, I mean, I think Dix and, and again, uh, Dix and Dr. Henry have had tougher jobs than a lot of people this year. Yes, true. Uh, and, I, and I do think one of the things they're trying to do is give people hope and to get them to focus on what they need to do and to get them to think that if we do the right thing, we can bend the curve. And, and all that is important. Um, we're on the let's stay a little skeptical side of the ledger uh, in our business. And, you know, I, I think uh, a resolution for all of us in the new year is to remember the skepticism along with the mandate to explain to people stuff and report things as well. That is so true. So lots to come for the government in the year ahead, Vaughn, and I know we're going to enjoy talking to you about it. So enjoy yep. 2021. Yes, thank you, Simi. Thank you, Vaughn. That's Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. And we'll talk to him again on Monday. And I'm sure more issues are going to pop up in the time until then.